Hello everyone and welcome to the Desert Politics Podcast, the 10 Minute Takes series. I'm your host for this week's baby pod, Fran Nielsen, and I'm recording from an unseasonably warm Belfast. So with the exception of my sister, who has bounced off to Botswana and has no access to the internet for two months, which to be fair sounds like a pretty great way to escape the daily nightmare that is Brexit, it's actually pretty hard to escape what a busy week we've had in politics, both east and west of the Atlantic. Um, Katie and I will be recording the big pod tomorrow where we will promise to address everything from Bernie announcing that he's going to run for president again to the independent group and that episode will be available on Monday. So instead I'm going to use my precious few minutes to talk about one of my favourite topics, the Ireland-Northern Ireland border. And we've talked about this before um, and this episode is going to focus less on the implications of what do what does a no deal brexit mean what does trading on wto rules mean why would there have to be border checks and tariffs because those are all things that would take far longer than 10 minutes to be honest so what i'm going to focus on is a recent report that came out uh, early in the week which concluded that in the case of a no deal brexit and the subs um and the subsequent installation of infrastructure, customs checks and security on the border, a return to violence in Northern Ireland could occur in as little as six weeks. Now, this report was produced by Senator Mark Daly and UNESCO chairs Professors Pat Dolan and Professor Mark Brennan. So until December 2018, Senator Mark Daly sat on the committee on the implementation of the Good Friday Agreement, which is about the closest equivalent in the Oireachtas to the UK Parliament's Northern Ireland Affairs Committee. So it's kind of the Irish version of the committee that looks at Northern Ireland. And UNESCO is the branch of the UN that seeks to build peace through international cooperation in education, the sciences and culture. So this is a pretty significant report by some people who have a real understanding of what we're dealing with here. Now, after the report was released, it's something like 330 pages as well. So if you if you want to read it, go ahead, but it will take you some time. Um, now, after the publication of the report, the DUP dismissed it as scaremongering. And in fairness, the report does have one big caveat to the prediction of violence. It cannot say what the level of violence will be. In addition to the issue of violence in relation to the border, the report also concludes that, quote, all indications are that without direct efforts to engage youth and citizens of all backgrounds, there will also be a return to violence in the event of a rushed border poll on the island of Ireland. Now, that's an aside for another day, and we will deal with that when we get to that point, because I think we can discuss a border poll and the prospects of United Ireland better once we're past the 29th of March and have a better idea of what kind of Brexit we're going to have, because that obviously, no deal has much larger implications for border poll than leaving the EU with a deal. Now, the reason I chose this topic to talk about this report is actually because my dad wanted me to explain the tweet that I tweeted. I tweeted this report out early in the week, and he wanted me to explain the jump from how you go from a no deal to meaning some kind of a violence would occur within six weeks. So, in the Northern Ireland Affairs Committee last week, DUP MP Gregory Campbell actually made this point, which is that the border, in some form or other, has existed for around 100 years. And during those 100 years, people have always found their way around it. Now, he was saying this as to why a border would never happen. But in my opinion, I think he kind of made the point for the opposite, which is that if people are circumnavigating it, and they always have done, the point is you need a harder border to stop that. And so, you know, it's on the record, farmers, ordinary local people, people, 
you know, the border communities, these are ordinary people, they're not distant paramilitary members, they're not violent people, but they are on record saying if any infrastructure goes up on the border, regardless of how small, they will tear it down because of what that infrastructure represents and the historical symbolism of similar infrastructure. And even if you have... A lot of people are talking about technological solutions, which is a pet peeve of mine, because the technological solutions they're talking about don't actually exist yet. So in the time that you would have to wait for the actual technological solutions to be created, you'd have to have something before then. And in the event of a no-deal Brexit, it's... uh, Well, we know the date it would happen, but it, it comes about as a bit of a shock with very little preparation for it. So... Even if someone puts up even just a camera, someone will will tear it down. And so I think even Dr. Etain Tanam from Trinity College Dublin puts it far more eloquently. So she spoke in front of the Northern Ireland Affairs Committee last week. And she said it's not so much the initial infrastructure that is the concern for violence, but rather it's the inevitable hardening of the border because the initial infrastructure will almost certainly be targeted. And so on the issue of paramilitarism, we spoke about this before, I think it was episode three, where I went into the into the violence of Northern Ireland. You know, paramilitaries haven't gone away. The violence in Northern Ireland never truly went away for many. Um, we're sort of living in a, um, the technical term would be a negative peace if you want to get into peace theory. But even sort of reminders of violence, they're never very far away. And so attacking border infrastructure in the hope of sealing Northern Ireland off from the Republic, a la the... Uh, aims of the Miami Showband massacre or attacking border infrastructure in the hope of resisting a hard border are genuine possibilities from paramilitary groups of both both loyalist and republican stripes so what we're dealing with here is a uh, a complex issue and i think as brexit ticks down we're now less than 40 days away from brexit we're getting into the stage where a no deal is looking more and more likely the closer that countdown goes without a deal between Theresa May and the EU. Well, they have a deal, but a revised deal on uh, the backstop, which would be acceptable to MPs. And um, I think this report, I will I will tweet out a link to it because it's very, very interesting. So what we have here is a genuine real threat. And there was an excellent tweet, which I tweeted earlier, which said, basically, protecting the Good Friday Agreement should have been a red line that the the UK went into EU negotiations with and it to be honest it wasn't really not in the same way that the Irish have pursued that protection of the Good Friday Agreement and uh, in my opinion I think Theresa May went into negotiations with completely the wrong red lines very much so that we're now in the mess that we're in because of those those self-imposed red lines that she put in place but I would argue the only red line we should have gone in was that above all else peace in Northern Ireland is absolutely paramount and in order to secure that we have to have a soft border we have to have a border that I can drive across and not even notice I'm in a different country that's the type of border we need so it'll be interesting to see what happens and this hasn't so much been a Katie Katie's 10 minute takes are very good at explaining the xyz of inner workings of things mine are more just ramblings of my thoughts but I hope it makes sense and I hope it's highlights something that's of interest and of absolute importance so that's it from me um you can follow me on twitter at queen of franta you can follow the podcast on twitter at desert underscore politics you can follow us on instagram at desert politics pod 
and I will be back on Monday with Katie for our hour-long episode to discuss all the ongoings in both the UK and the US. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye.